Well, welcome everybody. It's great to have you. Come on up and grab a seat. We're going to get going here in a little bit. Want to tell you a little bit about what the net is about. And I love Josh. He talked about getting real and he's got that black eye. That, that was awesome. <laughs> maybe a little too real. I don't know. Maybe he'll tell us about that later. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Something that he said is he said, when I grabbed, when I reached out to grab somebody, they reached out to grab me. And I think that's a great explanation of what we're about here tonight. I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a roadmap of where we're headed. But what is the net? We talk about relationships or a need in the church and the body of Christ, and we know that those relationships need to grow organically, but traditionally there really hasn't been a mechanism for that to happen, and that's what this is about. This is a mechanism for people to come together, for men to come together. Everybody has something to give, and everybody has something to glean. So hopefully this is going to be a catalyst for that. So our goals tonight, and, and really every night as we move forward, is number one, that you go away tonight encouraged that you've been able to meet somebody who's been able to encourage you, to be able to maybe recognize something in you and to call that out and draw that out. Or maybe that's why you're here, is to recognize that and to call that out. And then also that you go awake equipped, so that you go home with something that you can practically put to use this week, maybe to build your marriage, maybe to be a better dad, maybe to be a better employee, to give you an idea about how to plan a business, to get something going. So that's the big idea. We want you to be encouraged and we want you to be equipped. That's what we're about. So I hope that that works tonight. And why am I here? That was the question that we asked about three weeks ago. Why am I here? The reason that I'm here is like they talked about on the video. I've been involved in different types of men's ministries, all of them good at certain things. But what I love about this idea is that it's going to be eyeball to eyeball. We're going to spend some time being encouraged from the front, but most of all, it's going to be us encouraging one another. And that's what these tables are about out here. So I'm excited about the vision that Russell brings to the table. I'm excited about the men that are involved. I'm excited about uh, what I've seen so far, and I'm really looking forward to where this is going to go. So welcome. We're glad you're here. Um, little roadmap. We're going to just do a couple of, of testimonies, a little teaching, and then we're going to break out around these tables a little later on. But why are you here? That's the big question. What brought you here tonight? As you look at the slide, when you first came in on the tables, there was a, uh, a picture just like this one. And what we're assuming tonight is the bulk of you are here tonight because you need to be encouraged. You need to, to connect with somebody who can help you get a little further down the road. Or maybe you came tonight because you desire to be equipped or developed. Maybe you're doing okay from an encouragement perspective, but you're at a place where you need somebody who's a little further down the road than you are to sow something into you to help you get better at what you're doing. Or maybe you're here tonight because you have a desire to lead. Maybe you've been blessed with great relationships. Maybe you've been mentored most of your life. Or maybe you've just been through a lot. And so maybe you're here because you have a desire to lead. All of those outlets are going to be possible here tonight. So we want to start off with a passage of Scripture in Psalm 118, starting in verse 1. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say His love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say His love endures forever. In my anguish, I cried to the Lord, and he answered by setting me free. The Lord is with me, and I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I will look in triumph on my enemies. 
It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surround me, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them off. They swarmed around me like bees, but they died out as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them off. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous, and the Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, what a privilege it is to be in your house tonight. How grateful, God, we are tonight to be able to be in your presence and among those who love you and are committed to you. So, Father, we ask that you would encourage us tonight, that you would open your your word to us. Father, that we would get a glimpse of a vision for what you have for us tonight. We pray that your will would be done here, that connections would be made, that men would be encouraged. Father, we just commit this time to you for your glory and for our good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Josh, would you like to come? Josh, maybe. It's Josh Mabe. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, So I've never really done this before in front of this many guys, so just bear with me if I'm a little scattered. The, The video made me seem a little more concise probably than I was when we actually did the interview. You can kind of watch during the video, and there's a bunch of little cuts in the video, and I think they had to take like 30 minutes of what I said and break it down to two minutes. Um, <clears throat> my name's Josh Mabe, and you guys kind of got a little bit, just a small blip of my story there, and <clears throat> Russell kind of asked me to share a little bit more about my story, um, give you a little snapshot of my testimony and and who I am, uh, a little peek into my life, I guess, and I was... Um, I'm 34 years old. I have three kids, a beautiful wife, and, and I am just started my own business um, not too long ago, which is part of the reason why I'm here. I want to glean some advice from guys who have been there and who have done that in that section of my life, but in a lot of different realms, too. I want to I wanna be encouraged, like Gary said. And so that's part of the reason why I'm here. Um, I also know I have something to offer <clears throat> after the walk that I've gone through. Um, I was, I became a believer when I was five years old. Um, went to church my whole life. My dad was a pastor and grew up as a PK. So I knew church. I know the Bible. I, I know all the right answers. I know all the religious answers. I know all the answers that drive you guys nuts sometimes when you go to a fellow brother and say, this is what I'm struggling with. And they kind of give you a little slap on the back and send you on your way. And A plus B equals C, and they got the problem solved for you. And you're still stuck in the same spot you were when you shared your story with them, when you tried to take that step towards them and say, this is is who I am, this is what I'm struggling with. And so I knew all those answers. Um, I think somewhere in my 20s, I started to lose heart in life. I started to, uh, there was this, this erosion of who I was as a son of God. My dad died in my arms. Um, It was January 1st, 2003. You know, six months after my wife and I had gotten married, we we performed CPR on my dad. He never came back to life. And I questioned everything at that point. 
I wondered why God had taken my dad away. I loved my dad. There was a lot of good things about him. Um, but there was a lot of brokenness in his life, too, that I really didn't look at and wasn't willing to look at until probably about a year and a half ago. And uh, I lived with that brokenness. I, I was doing things. I didn't understand why I was doing them. Um, after Dad died, I started falling into some pretty bad habits that eventually started to destroy my life, destroy my marriage. I would struggle with, I had the same struggle that you guys have in here, or a lot of you guys have had in here at some point. Um, I started struggling with pornography every once in a while. And it became a little bit more of a habit. It was more cyclical in my struggle. And then in the, this, is really, this is really exposing for me to say. And it's really, uh, I'm not proud of it, even to this day, obviously. Um, and it's really vulnerable. But I, I want to be vulnerable because I want to encourage you guys to be able to do the same thing. Like Russell said in that video, to come out of the shadows. And so I hope you guys can take what I'm saying in here and, and uh, maybe use it for you to step out into the light as well. Um, but in the midst of my brokenness, um, the bondage that started to come around me was, became so intense. And it was more and more intense where in the summer of 2010, I found myself starting to take some major steps toward an affair. And... Uh, <clears throat> I didn't know how I had gotten there. I had, I grew up in the church. I mean, I knew the right answers. I knew that you have to stay away from certain people. I knew that my marriage was the foundation of so many other blessings that God would give me in my life. And I started throwing my life away by going down the road of an affair. And uh, <clears throat> I felt like that guy in the video that Russell talked about. I was on an island by myself. I was in the shadows. And I was so ashamed of the things that I was doing <clears throat> that I never told anybody about them. Nobody in this room in 2010, if you were to ask Josh Mabe, struggled the way I did. Nobody did. I look like I got it together. I look like I'm a good husband. I can look like I'm a great dad. I look like... I was okay as a teacher, and inside there was some bondage that had its grip around me that I could not break free from. August 8th of 2010, I found myself being rescued by God, where I told my wife everything that happened on a Sunday afternoon. And God came in and full-on rescued me, where I didn't even know I was going to talk to my wife about that that day. I had no idea. I didn't have the courage to tell anybody, let alone her. I told her, and she went off, and she was crushed. I didn't know if my marriage was going to last at that point or not. I had really given her a reason to leave me. And I had three guys walk through the door about an hour later um, that I still, when they walked through the door, I knew what they were there for. I knew they were there to come help me. I knew they were there to come walk alongside of me. And I still had Satan trying to just claim his stake in my life, claim that ground in my life. And I wanted to fight him. I remember the three guys, they're still walking alongside of me, and some other guys have come alongside of me as well. But those three guys, some of the things that they said, the things that they did by taking this step and taking courage to go into my house when I'm at the end of my rope, what I was talking about the video, was 
it changed my life. It helped change my life. The brotherhood that we share now as a result of that. And I wanted to share a few things about that. Some of the things that they said, I'll never forget. One of the guys said, Josh, you got to stop comparing yourself to us. You are, I would compare myself, like many of you guys probably do, to other men. I'm not as good as this guy. I don't have the kind of money he does. I don't, have, I don't drive the kind of car he does. And I know that's not what defines me. You guys know that, that that doesn't define you. But we still struggle with it. That's still where Satan comes in and attacks us. And one of the guys told me that. you got to stop comparing yourself to us because you're just as much of a man as we are. Another guy said, um, he goes, Josh, we're going to, you're going to gain that ground back. You're going to take that ground back that Satan took in your life. And I'll never forget that thing he said, Greg said to me. And, uh, it's true. Another guy said, and this is what I think is so important too. He goes, Josh, you're not a burden. Your story, your heart, your brokenness is not a burden. And I hope that you guys can understand that tonight. That you're, some of the brokenness that you're coming in with, some of the struggles that you're coming, coming in with, it's not a burden to the guys that are going to be sitting around at this table. We want to know that. And Russell asked me um, to share this, not necessarily just to share my story, but to encourage you guys. And I hope the thing that you are going to be encouraged with is this. It's, it's easy to listen to a guy's story, but when you have to kind of reflect on your own story, it's, it's a little bit more difficult to say, okay, am I going to take that step and really open up to somebody else? Because it's easy to wear the mask, guys. You guys walk through these doors and you pull into the parking lot, and just because it's a church, you put on this mask to make everything look okay a lot of times. Um, my hope is that we can take that mask off. My hope is that we have an understanding of how desperately we need one another. And I can say that with some authority now because I know it to be true. I cannot live through this life without having brothers around me. I can't. I know where my heart goes. I know where my heart's been. It's not just because my brothers. There's been the rescue from God. It is Christ that's built that foundation back up in my life. It is Christ. But a lot of times, Christ speaks through my brothers. And I really think that Christ is going to speak through us tonight to witness and to minister to one another. We desperately, we have to have this, sh- this shift, this perspective shift in our, in our understanding of the world that we're in in order to, I think, start to become vulnerable. And one of the things that hit me um, as I was rebuilding my life those first few months is to understand that the, what we're really coming up against. It's not just the battles that I would fight. I would always think, oh, I'm fighting with my wife again. I'm arguing with my wife. My kids are driving me nuts. I'm not doing that well at work. There were so many facets of my life that I felt like a failure at. And Satan was coming in and feeding me all of those lies that I think a lot of you guys in here believe in. And you might not, you might be knocking it out of the park right now in three different areas, four different areas, all the areas of your life. You might be crushing it. But at some point in this life, you are going to be struggling. And when we do get to that point, I hope that there's there's an understanding of the world that we live in that our fight isn't against flesh and blood and that you have guys around you. And it's, I'm honored to be here tonight with you guys. There's, what, 200 guys in here probably? 5,000 in the church? 
you guys are the ones that are taking the initiative to say, I need other men. I need a community like this. And I'm honored to, to be alongside of warriors like you. Um, but what I was getting at with that perspective is I think that if we can understand that we're not fighting against flesh and blood like Ephesians 6 says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We really are fighting. Everybody knows it right now. Everybody knows this first. We're fighting against principalities and powers of this dark world. That is what our fight is. And I experienced that so much when, <clears throat> when I was being attacked with the pornography and, and where I was taking my heart. The fight wasn't necessarily against my wife, my kids, my job. It was coming from the enemy. And because of that and where I was taking my heart and how I was failing in life and how God pulled me out of that, I had this perspective shift of the world that I live in. And the world that I live in is one that is completely at war. And it's at war to kill your heart all the time. And there's a lot of guys in here that are doing well, but there's a lot of guys in here that are hurting, that can relate to my story somehow, some way. And, and my hope is, is that you understand how desperately you need the men in this room. And that's, uh, that's what I got with me now. I got guys that walk with me because I understand how desperately bad I need them. So be encouraged tonight to share your heart with other men. We want to hear it. It's not a burden. You're going to get that ground back that you may have lost at some point in your life. And uh, we don't need to compare each other. We're here in this together, fighting for one another. So thanks, guys. Look forward to getting to know you. Thanks a lot, Josh. Appreciate that a lot. So I think about what he's talking about, being connected and and not doing it on your own. That's where I've come from. I didn't grow up in the church. My experience wasn't being connected, but more being isolated. And I've tried to do it alone, and I've tried to do it with connection, and it's better to do it connected. And there is some wisdom in this room, so excited about where this is going. Um, just a, a real quick, it just occurred to me that you don't know me from Bale of Hay. <laughs> My name is Gary Troby. And I've been at New Life for sneaking up on about eight years and had some great opportunities to walk with a lot of you. As I look through the room, I see a lot of faces that have been an encouragement to, be, to me, and it's been fun to watch the way that people have grown. So um, like Josh said, there's some great wisdom in this room. So if you've come tonight, please don't leave here without connecting with somebody. And if you're here, make sure that you're reaching out. Make sure that you're connecting. Make sure that, you, that, that there's a, an, a word of encouragement that, that leaves you to somebody else tonight. So now we have the privilege to hear from Russell Verhey. And when I first met Russell, um, our wives kind of put us together. We were, uh, my wife, our wives were at the World Prayer Center and I walked in and, and they said, uh, you know, we need to get you guys together. And the first time I met Russell was at a coffee shop. And, and as we were sitting together at the coffee shop up in Jackson Creek Parkway, he pointed at a high back chair over there and he said, do you see that chair? He said, I own that chair. I paid for it with about a thousand hours. If there's one guy that's been purposely invested in the lives of men over the last several years, I don't know anybody who's done it more purposely than Russell. So he's got an incredible vision for what this night can look like. He understands what we're walking through. He understands our challenges. And so as he comes tonight to encourage us, uh, please 
have something to write down, take notes, grab something that encourages you tonight, uh, please welcome Russell Verheim. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. Really fun to see you all together. Um, some guys I know, some guys I'm looking forward to getting to know, and uh, just it's good to be here. Let me pray for us as we get started. Father, thank you for the men in this room. Um, the vision that I have is only because you've given it to me, and, uh, and the vision that I have is just that your heart is for men. And that when I look out in this room tonight, I see an army of men ready to be encouraged and equipped and raised up and released to have an impact on uh, the families in this church, our community, our city, and our world. And, um, and that's not some hype, but that is a kingdom that um, you, you are ready to advance and you're looking, ready to call up men to advance it. So Lord, this is your work. This is your project. This isn't any one man at all. And so, Holy Spirit, tonight, we make room in our hearts for what you want to do amongst us. So we prepare the way for just the word of testimony. Thank you for what you've done in Josh's life, the leadership of the men that are here, and uh, just your word. And so we just... Wait upon you, Lord, to just release us and call on us and just enjoy relationship with you. We love you in Jesus' name. Tonight we're talking about being strong and courageous. And I know our thing or two about being uh, weak and discouraged. Um, seems to be a theme through my life where it's constant, constantly overcoming ever since my childhood. Um, I... Kind of had a fun moment today. My 96-year-old grandmother. How many of you guys have a 96-year-old grandmother speaking into your life? And all of a sudden, she she gets me, right? <laughs> well, that's what God's been doing with you since you were a boy. <laughs> he sets you apart. And um, when you have people like that speaking into your life, a grandfather that would speak a blessing over you, um, it does something. What's all this hype about connecting? Why do we need to connect? Um, I'm doing fine on my own. Um, why do we need brothers in our life? Um, you know, I kind of like John Wayne, and it seems like he had a good thing going there for a little while. So what's, what is this? Um, and, and I, I want to come at that biblically just to drop a few ideas tonight um, with you. This is, a, this is a very formative season for new life, for men's ministry, and for me personally. I've never taught every week. Um, I've taught before, stumbled through it. So I just ask for your grace as we move into this season of teaching. Um, uh, I'm one of these guys that uh, tune out on a lot of talks in a few minutes. Um, I don't think I have ADD, but usually some idea grabs me and I'm kind of off somewhere. And so, you know, the goal of this time is just that we would stay single focused on one idea that you could grab a hold of and take and bring right into um, whatever you're facing. And part of it, if maybe you're anything like me, uh, 
you usually remember more what you say than what you hear. Anybody relate to that? (laughs) And so by design, the net is set up to lead us into this place from the moment that you walk in this door to where you're hearing the word of the Lord, and then you hear a word of testimony, and then you hear a word of instruction and teaching, and that we pray that the environment of that would begin preparing your heart for time of discussion, um, an opportunity to connect with your brothers. Assimilating men is worse than hurting cats. We don't assimilate real well. Um, I don't know how this is going to work, but I know we need it. I see it, I hear it every day, literally every day. If I'm not hearing it from you and I'm hearing it from your wives, from my wife, and uh, it's time, guys. So this is the response to a lot of you men, and some of you guys are here and you don't know a soul. And uh, you know what? That's the reputation not just in this church, but in churches all over America. And you know what? One day I believe, I know it to be true, that that will be different among this church. We will be known all over the country, if not the world, as men, a mighty army of men, connected, strong, ready to encourage, equipped, and ready to take the kingdom and advance the kingdom. I'm preaching that to myself. (laughs) Everybody say the word echo. So one more time, let's get that echo. Maybe some of you guys have been up on a long hike and you get up in the mountains like I have, just the right place, and all of a sudden you yell out, Echo! You just hear it off in the canyon. What are the echoes of your life, guys? If you leave here tonight, I want you to just resonate deeply with that word. What are the echoes of your life? Some of it's good and some of it's not so good. And I want to enter... I want to enter the story of Joshua and Joshua 1, if you have your Bibles with you, to look at what are the echoes of Joshua's life. And we can talk about being strong and courageous. Let me start that off with just sort of a snapshot of um, being strong and courageous. If we're called to be strong and courageous, why are there so many weak and discouraged men? And for some of you guys, just some brass tacks reality just um, can help a little bit with that. So this is some of the things that lead us into that place of being weak men and discouraged. Michael. A little bit like Josh's story tonight, it starts by not trusting anyone. You guys are holding secrets. Um, all of us, most of us anyway, have some secrets. And uh, let me just cut to the chase with that. Secrets go malignant after a while. And it turns into a soul-level cancer that um, it's not well for not only you, but those in your life. We're, ber- we're men. We're built for carrying responsibility. We're built for working and working hard. We're designed for it. It's a good thing. But sometimes we're bare burdens that we're not meant to bear. And uh, we feel the weight of it. I can see it in some of your faces even tonight. Weariness. 
and we get fatigued. When you get fatigued, oftentimes something happens. It could be circumstance. You get some news that you weren't expecting, everything from your dog dying to your car not working or some kind of news happened, and it just begins to leak into this area of discouragement, and then you see the progression. And over time, you just get a whole lot of bad news. Maybe you lost your job or something happened. And the next thing you know, you realize you wake up one morning and look in the mirror and you've lost some hope. You've lost your belief. You begin asking questions. And one thing leads to another. You find yourself drifting further and further away from relationships, the people you care about. It's isolation. And guys, some of you have been there. Some of you, that's your story, and that leads to disaster. And some of you guys are here because you face a disaster in your life, and you don't have anywhere else to turn. You're here because you're just, you've got to have something. You, you've got to have hope restored, a belief, a hope that God is there, and that there's some men around you who really care for you. So... um I just wanted to introduce that. A friend of mine just shared this with me in the past week. And I, does that resonate with some of you men? Just put some language to maybe some of the things that you're feeling. Soul-level language, heart language, like Josh talked about, it's kind of a foreign language for a lot of guys. We don't, we don't communicate at that level very well, and, and this is not necessarily a heart language class you know, for guys. So you use whatever you feel like is comfortable for you. But these kind of words at least help me um, be able to put some words to maybe some things that are going on. Let's look at the scriptures. Joshua 1. Be strong and courageous. What are the echoes in your life, guys? Be strong and courageous. Chapter 1, verse 6. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right, to the left, that you may succeed in wherever you go. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, and you will be prosperous and successful. And if that wasn't enough, the Lord says again, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua's in the middle of transition. Moses has led for 40 years. He's on the way out. We've got a crisis of leadership going on. If you think you have it bad, try leading a million people through the desert. Joshua is taking over the mantle of leadership. And how many times does the Lord have to tell him here? If you look at it again, three times, be strong and courageous. Look at the language closely. Why would he say to Joshua, do not be terrified, do not be dismayed. I would suggest to you that even Joshua, mighty, courageous Joshua, who went and took the land and said, don't worry about those giants 40 years before, and he and his buddy Caleb were ready to just take the hill. That's the same guy. 
mighty Joshua with his buddy Caleb. And the Lord is saying, don't be terrified. Be strong and courageous. Even the best of men fight this. Even the best of men need to be reminded of this. But there's a key word that I really want to camp out on tonight. And it's this. This is the key, guys. Why do we need to be connected? What's all the hype with connected? We see it on the banner on the side of church. What's all the buzz with connected? Yeah, I'm a Facebook guy, but what does that really mean in my life? I got a bunch of fake friends, but really at the end of the day, I feel like I'm all alone. The reality is there are so many men that have got superficial friends in your life that, hey, it's, hey, how you doing on Sunday? But who are the guys that are going to be there like the three guys that were there with Josh? And I just want to suggest to you tonight, the answer is in this little phrase, with you. This is not some self-help, gimmicky, Tony Robbins kind of thing that he's trying to pump up Joshua because he's having a bad day. This isn't something that Joshua has to kind of muster up inside of him. No, what is the source of Joshua's courage? Is it because he's this great and strategic leader? Is it because he's got a history that, hey, Caleb and I went and we did some stuff and I've got a reputation? Is that really it? No. The source of his courage and strength is because in his weakness, God's power is made perfect. That his grace is sufficient, as we read in Corinthians. That in his moment of being terrified, that Joshua finds courage because the Lord is with him. Men, there are some of you guys here that have lost your connection with the Lord. Either because of disbelief or disillusionment or... Maybe you grew up in a home like I did where there was a lot of broken commitments or a lot of failed moments and expectations with your dad or other father figures in your life that, man, I just could never love a God like that. We got some bad thinking about who God is and what I hope and believe the net will be is a restoration of who God is. We're going to talk about who the Lord is because some of you men have some really bad ideas on what that is because we try to define God by our circumstances, not who the word says that he is. And it is that holy God, the strong and mighty tower, the victor, like Gary read in Psalm 118. It is because he is with us. Is the Lord with you tonight, gentlemen? When I was a kid, I can't remember when, it was sometime, I was a teenager in high school probably. Man, I just saturated myself, probably because I really like the idea of being prosperous and successful. Those are sort of trigger words, even as a teenager. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. But what? 
meditated day and night. And be careful. Do everything written in it. And then you'll be what? Prosperous and successful. The Word of God, is it with you? I shared with the men a few weeks ago, kind of a joke, but it's not really a joke. But you can laugh if you want. Most men that I meet and hang out with week after week, they're emotionally constipated. They're relationally anemic. And to make matters worse, they're biblically illiterate. It's not a good combination, is it? I think we want to remedy that here at New Life Church. You guys with me on that? Let's think about the word for just a second. Russell, I've tried that. I don't get it. I read it. It doesn't make sense to me. There's lots of different ways to approach the word. You can hear it. Listen to it. Just listen. You can read it. You can reflect on it. Just take one thing, anchor on that. Memorize it. Get that thing deep in your soul, just like I did when I was a kid. And then somehow that thing takes root in your life. And just like Matthew 13 talks about, next thing you know, you've got something that is deep in the soil of the character of who you are that produces a hundredfold blessing. And then one day you wake up and you've got a truth that liberates you, that brings a blessing and prosperity in your life in ways that maybe not so material. Is the Lord with you, gentlemen? He's inviting you to come once again to be with him. He wants to strengthen you and fill you with courage because the reality is that's your only source. What about his word? Do you know his word? Are you a man of the word? We've got this language going around among the net that we're calling wise guys. And... Uh, Usually the wisest guy is not the one quick to give an answer, but maybe the, the wisest guy is the one to ask the right question. You know what I'm talking about? A wise guy could be a guy like, where's Bob? Right there. There's our buddy Bob. How old are you, Bob? 85? <laughs> I think if we went around the room, I think we've got seven decades, seven decades of men in this room. Men, there are a lot of wisdom in this room. And I need it. I need some guys that have walked the road ahead of me a little bit. These are the leaders in our lives. These are the Moseses in our life. And um, we need access to those guys. What we see here in the story is, is Moses speaking into Joshua. When we started our crew meetings three weeks ago, I asked a question of the guys, what's your gift? What's your spiritual gift? Some guys have never even thought about that before. It was a little befuddling because it's like spiritual gift. I, I mean, I, I have no idea what that is. You know what? It's a fair question. And it comes from the standpoint that if the Holy Spirit is flowing through your spiritual veins, you have 
a gift, a spiritual gift that needs to be fanned into flame to bring a blessing to other people. What is your spiritual gift? And the context of that spiritual gift is here among leaders. Romans chapter 1, verse 11. I love this language. If you guys take a look at it, I wrote up a little thing on the website. You'll see it. The verse goes something like this. Verse 11. I long to see you. This is Paul speaking. I long to see you so that I may impart a spiritual gift to make you strong so that we can be mutually encouraged. That's Paul speaking to the folks in Romans. If you take a gander through the New Testament, you'll see that language throughout of a spiritual gift being imparted. What is your spiritual gift that can be given? If you look at Deuteronomy 34, we see Moses, chapter 34, verse 9. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord commanded to him. You know what? I'm a little bit of a mess tonight because I got a little jet lag. I just got back from Norway. And I was in Norway with five other men. One guy in his 70s, who travels pretty well for that age, and then four guys in their 60s. And we spent almost a week in Norway sitting with an older man whose his discipline the last two decades has been in a complete and utter pursuit on the holiness of God. And guys, I came absolutely undone. And these men who I've been pursuing for seven, eight years now lay hands on me. And in my time of being undone, they pray over me and impart a blessing of encouragement. That's what we're built for, guys. Let me come back to this strong and courageous. As you may be discouraged today, as the cup of encouragement fills your soul, what will happen as a byproduct of it, men, is you will be so overflowing with courage and encouragement that you will not be able to help yourself, that you will find yourself imparting courage to another. That's what the net is about. That's why we need leaders in our life to walk with us. It's not, this isn't a gimmicky approach. It takes time to build that kind of relationship. This verse was written in the context of over 40 years walking together. And then we see an impartation that comes in the context of relationship. It's going to take some time, guys. And that's why in the video I said that this needs to be a safe place where trust can be fostered. And that's our prayer is that would happen. This is a place of confidence that we would not betray that trust.
As we open tonight, we ask the question, do you need to be encouraged? You know what? That's most of us. I mean, who doesn't need to be encouraged, right? (laughs) The reality is, is that the guy who is so discouraged can't even see beyond the end of his to-do list most of the time. So the idea of becoming a spiritual leader in his home seems just unattainable. The idea of leading people to Christ in the marketplace is so far beyond your vision because you can't even see beyond the end of the week. But you know what, men? There's a kingdom that needs to be advanced. And he wants to raise you up as men of the king. Do advance it. And the issue is, this business of courage is all about this. Most men have lost heart. And we're going to go get it back. And that's what the net is about. Now I want to close with this, guys. Because I don't hear, there's a little little part of this teaching with Joshua that I haven't heard taught on a lot because it's tucked away in this language. Verse 12, but to the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, your livestock may stay in the land Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all of your fighting men, fully armed, must cross over of your, ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. Until they have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them, After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan. And they answered Joshua, whatever you commanded us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. And then finally they say in verse 18, they say, only be strong and courageous. What's going on in that story is if you guys... Take a look at that. Back over in chapter 29, it gives the context of the story if you guys want to read into it a little bit later. This was these two and a half tribes were given the land in advance. Twelve tribes, right? The brothers already had their inheritance. They were already strong. They were already fighting men. But yet they were called, as we read, to go help their brothers. Some of you men are here fully encouraged. You've got brothers in your life, and, and, um, and that's awesome. But men, some of you, it's time to help your brothers. It is time for you to reach out and step up and fight on behalf of your brothers. Do you have brothers with you? This is the place for you to find them. The guys who are ready to be equipped, the language behind that is as you get full of courage and full of heart, 
Next thing you know, you're finding yourself stepping into a place where you're ready to go take ground in your marriage because you've lost some. You're ready to be the father for your children that they need. You're ready to go be the man in the marketplace that's salt and light, as we're called to be. But then as soon as you, in your enthusiasm and your inspiration, you walk out these doors and, man, you hit a wall. Bam. Whoa. I was all heart. And then that didn't feel too good. Next thing you know, you're back on your back, discouraged. Well, I may not try that one again. And guys, that's the equipping part. There is a training element that comes into being men of God. There's so much language in the scripture on soldiering and the athletes. And there is a work to be done. It's not a work for salvation, but it's literally the training ground that we need to go in. And that's what this place is. It is for us to lean into the wisdom of those who've gone before us so that we can be equipped so that we don't hit the wall to find ourselves flat on our back and maybe worse off than we were when we started. Do you guys get that? And then as you guys get equipped, you'll find opportunities because this is God's heart. He's ready to muster up his soldiers, and there's opportunities for you to lead and ready to go. And for us to walk in that, not in isolation, but as a company of believers, ready to fight for one alongside one another. And guys, that's where we're going. There's no prescription for how to be strong and courageous, but here we see in Joshua's life, in the context of leadership, in the context of conflict and things going on, that we see with you, the Lord, his word, leaders, and his brothers. really encourage you guys to just think about that. How are you doing with that? Are you good with the Lord? Not so much with brothers. Are you good with the word, but not so much with leaders in your life? That this needs to come into some health as we move forward into this. And the Lord will lead you in that. But as we started out with the word echo, That's the same here, and that's where we close with the brothers. The last thing the brothers said in verse 18, only be strong and courageous. If you go back into Deuteronomy, you'll see Moses speaking to Israel, be strong and courageous. And then Moses turns his attention to Joshua specifically. Joshua, be strong and courageous. And then after Moses transitions out, then the Lord is speaking to Joshua. Joshua. Be strong and courageous. And then just a few verses later, we just read them. Joshua is then saying to his people, be strong and courageous if you haven't got it yet. And then all of a sudden, at the end of all of this stuff, then the people, Israel, are responding with be strong and courageous. Guys, what is the theme of your life? What is echoing through your life? What is the echoes of your relationship with the Lord, with his word, with leaders, with brothers? What is echoing in your life that is literally building you up and encouraging you? Guys, I'm thin tonight. My crazy jet lag, I could not sleep after 2 a.m. I'm just a little thin tonight. And coming into this launch just a little raw.
I go down on the treadmill just to try to kind of air this thing out a little bit. And my Ellie's next to me. And she's reading scripture to me while she's on the elliptical and I'm on the treadmill. She's reading Psalms 118. She's reading Joshua 1. My daughter is echoing the very words that I've spoken into her life because I need the encouragement. And my 13-year-old daughter is breathing that back into me. Men, what is echoing in your life? Because there is a time when you're going to need to be encouraged. That's what this environment's about. We need to help one another to get there. Let me close. Father, I just pray that you would seal this time. It's a time of instruction. Lord, this is your word. This is your instruction to the men. A theme of strength and courage. Not only in Moses and Joshua, but throughout all of Scripture. That this hits right to the core, the soul of every man. And God, I just so boldly ask that we could take back ground in the hearts of these men that have been lost. That God, you would come close to these men and they would find strength and courage tonight in you. Draw them close. Be their strong tower. Be their right arm. Be their fortress that something would be imparted to them tonight from you through one another. God, we just commit this tonight to you and all we do. We love you in Jesus' name. Is that good? It's good for me. (laughs) Go ahead, Michael. We're going to get into some of the logistics and flow, which is going to feel kind of clunky tonight as we uh, move into the net that I, I hope will be, um, will be uh, smooth as we move forward. We had no idea how many guys were going to show tonight, and the reason we picked this room is because I just believe we're going to fill it up one day. How's that sound? Our topical discussions, um, I hesitate to use the word tables, even though that's the infrastructure, is because there may be discussions that need to take place with just three guys. And then there's some tables that may be 15 guys because of the topic that's being talked about. We've been meeting for three weeks, and there's guys that are stepping forward, and I believe here tonight there's some, some men here that are ready to be called up, that are ready to lead some of these discussions. We've just spent some time focusing on um, what are the topics? And we landed on these eight topics, not so much that these are the be all end all of topics, but these are a way for us to assimilate. Um, I imagine there's some guys that are coming in here tonight saying, Hey, what's going on? What's this all about? And the fact of the matter is, if I look around, I don't really know anyone. Where do I even begin? And the purpose and design of these topics are for you to say, well, I, you know, I, I want to find somebody. I want to find a brother. Yeah, I'm all in for the wise guy thing, but where do I even begin? And that's the design of these topics. Most of them are self-explanatory, discipleship, 
manhood, marriage, fathering, work, calling, and legacy. Um, the only one that maybe requires just a little bit of uh, definition is brotherhood. Uh, what does that look like? You may be coming in here and simply looking for a friend, and you're not really sure you know, where to land on that, and what brotherhood is going to be uh, focusing on is really just a response to the testimony that was given that night, and then also a response maybe to the teaching as well, just an environment for you guys to have some further discussions on what was shared uh, that night. So um, the, uh, the format is those topics are entry points, and then as guys raise up, and this becomes a little more formalized in the months to come, that there's going to be categories under those topics that leave some room for the specifics of where you guys are at. Well, I'm a dad, and I need some help with my kids. And you show up, and just like, uh, I think his name was Tim, just had a baby. Where's Tim? Right there. Just had a baby. He's got two girls. Well, he doesn't need to be hanging out with empty nester dads. You know what I mean? So that's by design the way... It's going to take a little bit of some grace and just some room to let this thing kind of materialize and, and uh, get some format. But this, these are just examples of where a guy can take uh, some of these subjects. And so um, as we move into groups and as you guys feel the urge that, hey, I could take one of these discussion groups and you've got something kind of pinging in your spirit that says, yeah, I would like to take on the subject of work. You know, I've been unemployed for a long time and I just got a job and I learned some things through that. I may be able to encourage someone who's just entering that, that, that is, that's what this is for. And so just like some of these other topics, we want to get the more, what I've learned about men is, hey, y'all come doesn't work too well with men unless you just like hanging out with the guy you already know. The more specific you can be, the better it works for men. Does that make sense? And so I've learned that the hard way, and that's why we're trying it this way. So next one. Format for the discussions. This is, uh, this is our approach for now. We come in. It's not a lecture environment. It, this is our equipping time. It is a time to offer a word of encouragement from the facilitator, to offer a word of equipping, just a simple idea. What is the context for you in marriage? That an older man said to me, Russell, get rid of the TV your first year of marriage. Fine, watch it afterwards. But for the first year of marriage, drop the television and figure out how to pray with your wife. And I don't say this from a boastful standpoint, but more of a celebration of 18 years that I've prayed with my wife every night going to bed for almost 18 years. Not so much because I came up with it, but because of an older guy that literally just nailed my feet to the floor. And I am recipient, just I've been blessed by that. That is a simple thing that is an idea that's been, we want to impart to the next guy, but how in the world is that going to work? I go to bed at 2 a.m., she goes to bed at 10, she turns into a pumpkin. How does that work? So just this is the response of trying to figure out how to get into the specifics of that. Now, let me just warn you, when you get into these groups, 30 minutes is not enough time. We're almost doing you a disservice 
Because the way this goes, you guys could literally stay here till midnight talking about these. And as long as those lights are on, you're welcome to do it. But as I shared before, I love you guys, but I'm a dad first. The reason I'm here tonight and the reason this net was set up tonight is because my girls are across the hall. And when they come in here at 9 o'clock, I'm out of here, right? You're welcome to stay as long as you'd like. But you'll get shortchanged and you'll leave here most nights going, wow, I wish we could have continued that. And that's a little bit set up by design. It's for you to have an opportunity to go, man, what you shared really connected with me. Would you mind if we got together for a coffee or lunch and maybe talked about it a little bit further? This is the design of the net. For some of you guys, it may take a year to work up the courage to ask somebody a few years older with just to say, hey, can we get together, you know, whatever. And for some guys, tonight, you're going to be meeting somebody for the first time and you'll be having coffee this week. It takes time, but we just want to create the environment for that to happen. For some of you guys, you're going to meet, and what I'm anticipating is some of you men are coming in and you've got three or four of those needs listed on the topics, and you may pop around to a couple different groups, and that is totally fine. And what may happen, and just I suspect this, is you'll, after a few weeks of this, land at a table, maybe less to do with the topic, but because you like the guys. Does that make sense? There's a lot of freedom here for you to do that. The guys that, I, that are taking on the discussion leader topics, those guys, I'd like, as you, that raises up, I'd like to just ask for your commitment through this first season of the net, which leads me to timing and expectations. We have no clue what we're doing, right? <laughs> okay, we're making this up as we go. So as we move forward in this, we're going to go all the way up through the summer, and then we're going to catch our breath through the summertime, and we're going to definitely recalibrate some things and give this time to germinate, and then we're going to launch again in the fall when we've got a better handle on what this is going to really look like. I've met with men's ministry pastors all over the country, and I haven't seen this model really. Yeah, it's a discussion group and a teaching, but there's a little bit more going on than just that. So just, again, ask for your grace. So discussion groups for tonight. Um, This is what I'd like to do. Discipleship, Dean Miles, where are you? Dean's right there. He's going to meet over there. Everybody, Dean, if you want to go ahead and move over there. Uh, Manhood, Corey, he's already sitting right there. Corey, stand up, please. Thank you. That's Corey. Uh, marriage, Jason Foster, where are you? So right there, back, Jason Foster. Fathering, Tommy, Tommy Query, he's right back here. And then uh, Brotherhood, Brotherhood by design doesn't work well if it's just one guy. So there goes the team, Josh and Greg and a few of his buddies. Um, work, uh, Clint, where are you, buddy? Clint Scruggs is right there, kind of back in this neck of the woods, and then um, calling, um, sorry, right here, <laughs> Gary Troby. So threw me for just a second. Gary's going to be back over here. And then Legacy, Colin, where you at? Colin, right here. And these the, these guys are just our point guys. This, this is just a place to start 
Um, if you're interested in maybe leading a discussion, you know what, guys, we're going to need you. Uh, so just we're going to ask for your flexibility as we move forward. So uh, what I'd like to do is go ahead and, and uh, have you guys wherever you want to land tonight. It's totally fine. We want to move into discussions tonight. I, I just I really want to honor our time and our schedule. This is our first night. I really want to try to get you into groups at uh, 7.55, if you can imagine. So I've really messed up our timing, so i got to get better with that, right? So um, let me go ahead and have you get into your groups. And then there's a sign-up sheet, which is really key for us to stay connected. So if you guys can just get your names on that and then just get over in those areas. There's some other guys that are also leaders of these groups, um, and so you're welcome to hang with them. So just move on over. Thanks, guys. But I, but I think it's really important. At home in our kitchen, whenever we have company over, we circle up around the island and we pray. Guys, in a couple minutes, finish up your conversations. We're going to circle up in this room, grab shoulders and pray a blessing and wrap up our evening. Finish up. Just give you guys a couple minutes to wrap up. Hey, guys, let's uh, go ahead and hop up and... I want to rally around the room, so if you guys over here can come this way, and these guys can come this way, I want to circle up. Thanks, Alan. There's cards on the table, guys, just because you guys met some guys tonight and just want to be able to connect. That's what those cards are for. Write your name and email. If you want to find out more about the net, that's what the sign-up sheet's for. I need some guys coming in here. Let's just make a circle, guys. Come on. You work, guys. Let's go. I think we might need some room back there. You guys take the take it out that way. Come on, guys. Let's make a circle. I want to look into every one of your eyes. You guys realize it is a miracle that we actually... Had some kind of order tonight. So by design, there should be a little bit of frustration for some of you guys. Um, my buddy Bob just piped up and said, hey, there's got to be a father's group for divorced dads. Bob, are you willing to maybe lead that? Yeah. Another guy said, hey, I'm a corporate guy. And, um, you know, I don't see any too, too many corporate guys. But you know what? Maybe there's not too many corporate guys here or they're focused on fathering or whatever, but I promise you there are dozens, hundreds if not more corporate guys and we need to rise up. So there's men in this room that are just coming in and getting a visual for the first time and I just want to encourage you with what you saw tonight, let it resonate in you because in the weeks to come, there's going to be more men coming. And we want to be able to be ready to receive them. And that's what this is about. The brotherhood group, definitely exciting stuff going on. But by design, brotherhood needs to be, things need to be shared in smaller circles. And we need guys to rise up that have a place to go in the context of their story. So um, there will be some order and more so in the weeks to come. But tonight was a good start, don't you think? 
All right, you guys can hold hands, and that's kind of weird. Um, I'm going to grab a shoulder, so I want a shoulder up, guys. Put an arm on a shoulder, because holding hands is weird. Hey, we're men of new life. Look at this. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. God, I just thank you tonight. I pray, God, you would infuse these men. Wherever there's weakness, I pray that you would infuse strength. Wherever there is discouragement, I pray, God, you would bring a courageous spirit inside of these men. God, wherever there's timidity or fear, I pray that you would infuse them with faith. God, let these men who are walking around weak and anemic, let these be men filled with power by your Spirit. Lord, that is your work, and we just come to you in complete, utter dependence. That this work that you're doing among the men, this is the beginning of just a movement of men, not in a movement of hype, but a movement of a kingdom, of kingdom builders, and that's what I see tonight among these men. So God, I just pray that, that as these men leave, that they will know that you are with them, and that from that, that they can be strong and courageous. And I pray, God, that you would just, when they come to you and spend time in your word, that you would speak clearly to them. And God, I just pray that you would just Give these men eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand that the Spirit would make known the mysteries of the gospel to them. And the mystery, and but just the full, abundant love of our Abba Father. And God, I just pray that you would bring leaders, men, wise men in these guys' lives that would help walk and be guides to them. And God, I just pray that you would rally these men just like we're rallied in a circle tonight, unified, not divided, with no spirit of division, but a spirit of unity. God, I just pray that you would rally the brothers among New Life Church. God, this is your work, and we commit it fully to you. Raise up the leaders for the little grunts and groans of tonight's awkwardness. Lord, I just pray that you would stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit inside of each one of these guys. Fan into flame the gifts inside of these men that they can lead out of their redemptive stories and the testimonies that would bring an encouragement to the men around them. Let it not be known that they would even have a whisper to believe the lie that they have nothing to offer, that these men, because they have the Holy Spirit living in them, they have a story to tell, a story of encouragement to offer another man. Let that be buried deep within these men's souls. God, I thank you for this work, that this truly is a miracle, and that we are just a witness to it. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Look forward to all that's ahead in the years to come. I thank you, Lord, that, um, that we're a family. A family, fathers, brothers, and sons coming together. In Jesus' name.